Welcome into the Wag Me Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto. Nick, happy Friday. Happy Friday. First paycheck came in today, baby. Oh boy, a, a prof- professional a life. You, you got to be celebrating tonight. <laughs> I am. I am going to buy everyone around. That's what I have to do. I feel like that's customary. Get some champagne while you're at it, too. I'm not that rich. <laughs> too steep for your blood. Just an entry-level job, you know. Not quite the CEO yet. Follow us on our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, at Wagme Fantasy. Don't forget, subscribe to the Wag Winning with Wagme. What do we call it? The New York Times of Fantasy Football. Amen. Go to WagmeFantasy.com to do so. That's all for that. Let's get into, you know, routine Friday. We played Thursday night football last night. Me, you, the Dolphins, and the Bengals. Tell us uh, tell us about that game since you watched it all. Well, it took a turn for the worst once. I mean, everybody knows about what happened to Tua. It was terrible. Um, at least there are some positive reports coming out of that. So I think that's the biggest takeaway from this game is that the Dolphins' offense may look a little bit different moving forward if there is an absence of Tua Tagovailoa, which I would hope that there is for a short period of time at least. Um, I hope that their training staff will not cover it up with a back injury this time. I think it was obvious that it was more than lower back pain. Um, Other than that, Joe Mixon came through with a touchdown. He put up 17 points. Um, Not the most efficient day for Mixon. I think he averaged like 2.8 a carry, something like that. But the Dolphins do have a stout line on the defensive end. Um, D. Higgins, a huge game. Jamar Chase, kind of quiet. D. Higgins looked awesome. He broke away a, a big touchdown that was kind of like a broken play. But that's where his points came from on a big, like, 45-yard touchdown score. Um, and then we saw Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds split time. Um, Mostert out-touched him by a decent amount. I don't have the number in front of me, but – it was more Mostert than Edmonds, but Edmonds scored the touchdown. So I don't know what's going on with their backfield. They seem to like Mostert more, but then give it to Edmonds around the goal line. So it's more, both have value, I would say, moving forward. And then Waddle and Tyreek both look good. Tyreek still performed with t- Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, so that's encouraging for him and probably for Jalen Waddle as well. He's not one of the worst backups in the league. Teddy's, worse. Teddy looked good. I mean, I saw him play. Yeah. I saw the fourth quarter pretty much in its entirety. And Teddy made some plays that made me question, is this a backup or a starting caliber yeah. NFL quarterback? I don't think he's going to be an issue. Um, I'm not discrediting Miami's weapons while Teddy Bridgewater is in there. I feel like him and Tua are going to perform Roughly the same, obviously. One's a starter, one's a backup, so there's some lag. But, yeah, Thursday night football, Joe Mixon looks like he's running into a a concrete wall every time he runs behind the Bengals' O-line. I thought T. Higgins would have a poor performance on the short week. It was Jamar Chase's turn. Um, Makes sense since he was shadowed by Xavier Howard most of the night. But, yeah, that's Thursday night football. Let's get into the latest injury news we have heading into week four. So it's Friday. We're shooting this as 2.30 p.m. More news will be rolling in hour by hour. So right now we're going to talk about what we have in in our hands with information-wise. 
Um, firstly, a lot of news came from the London game, especially with the New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas is out in week four with a foot injury. James Winston is also doubtful with a back injury that's handicapped him for the past few weeks. You know, we talked about cracked vertebrae, I believe it was, for him a couple weeks ago. So it's still pertaining to the same back injury. The Saints square off against the Vikings in the first London game of the year. Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry will function as Andy Dalton's primary targets, assuming Winston cannot uh, get it together by Sunday. Don't forget, it's a 9.30 a.m. kickoff. We do have, I just mentioned, Jarvis Landry. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Alvin Kamara is also questionable with a ribs injury that sidelined him in week two, played through it in week three. I expect both of them to suit up in London. Um, to what effectiveness, I don't know. Without Michael Thomas in there, I feel like everybody's going to have a, have to step up with the volume that they handle. But, yes, that's a Saints state currently. Um, I think that Andy Dalton can still – I mean, a lot of people are starting Chris Olave this week, 9 for 147 in week three. Um, he looks great. I think that Andy Dalton can support him. I don't know if he can support two receivers in Jarvis Landry as well. I'm a little nervous without Jameis. Um, but Jarvis Landry might might miss time as well. So we could just see Andy Dalton and Chris Olave all game long. I think it's going to be a huge day for Olave. Back-to-back 13-target weeks. He's looking like the best, arguably the best rookie wide receiver in a loaded class. What do we have on Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson is back. He's going to make a season debut this week against my Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, personally, as a Steelers fan, I love this news. I'm not expecting anything from Zach Wilson because he didn't show me that he could do anything last year. Um, and he's coming off an injury, hasn't been playing. And Joe Flacco has looked decent. So I, I think that Joe Flacco might be the better option for the Jets here, but they're not going to not play Wilson. No, you invest so much in a second-year quarterback um, you definitely have to play him while he's healthy. He did show promise last year in the second half of his rookie year. I think Zach Wilson's a good quarterback long term. Now, you are right. Pittsburgh probably is going to have a successful day on the defensive side, especially it's it's at Pittsburgh, correct? It's a home game? Yes. There we go. Um, so, yes, I agree. It's probably not the best opportunity to step in to make your season debut. That being said, the Jets have averaged 52 pass attempts per game this year. Zach Wilson's arm is probably going to be utilized very often, um, according to the status quo. I'm going to stay in the division, going over to Buffalo. Gabe Davis, with his ankle injury, he missed Thursday's practice. After being limited on Wednesday, he was limited today in practice. He says he will play Sunday, but he must have aggravated it this week, according to head coach Sean McDermott. Um, it looked like we were beyond the ankle injury after week three. However, something must have happened during the week to aggravate it. However, Davis says he will play. All right, we can move on to the Detroit Lions. Amon Ra out this week. DeAndre Swift, yeah, sorry, DeAndre Swift also out this week. Bump up for DJ Chark and Jamal Williams, in my opinion. This offense won't slow down that much. They've been great to start the season. Um, I would expect a big day from both those guys filling in for the two starters, and I hope you have a backup option if you are an owner of Swift or Brown. 
I was initially saying Jared Goff would be a great streamer this week. Mm. Although he's down his two main playmakers, I'm still going to start him if I'm in a pinch for a starting quarterback. Seattle's defense has warranted quite a few points to the quarterback position. I expect Detroit to have a successful day offensively, like you said. In Atlanta, Cordero Patterson returned to the Falcons' practice on Friday. After missing the last two days with a knee injury, CP is heading in the right direction to suit up Sunday. Uh, Mac Jones has not ruled himself out yet. He's not playing this week. A high ankle sprain and a bad one, according to the training staff. It's Brian Hoyer this week. Avoid all Patriots is my opinion on that. I agree. And Christian McCaffrey, uh, it just makes sense. By week four, we are talking about Christian McCaffrey (laughs) on our Friday injury news. This time, it's his quad. He dressed and participated limitedly at the Panthers practice on Friday. McCaffrey is officially listed as questionable for Sunday's 405 game against the Cardinals. It's a tough situation for fantasy owners of McCaffrey to have to wait until the afternoon time slot to um, fully decide whether or not you have your RB1. It's just not, it, it just makes sense that we're talking about CMC on the injury report. Uh, Dalvin Cook is good to go. He's making the flight to London, and he will be playing. I don't have it in front of me, but the last time he wore that shoulder thing, he went ballistic and put up a monster game. I wish I had that line in front of me, but I, I remember watching it on TV. Was it against the I Steelers? Think the, um... Is it that week? I, I'm thinking of a time previous to last year. It's a recurring injury. Yeah. Um, him and I are much of the same. We just like dislocating our shoulders for our lifetime. Um, Cook, you know, that's a tough injury to manage, but I guess he has gotten this far and he's going to continue to play with it. Yeah, he's got the device. I have the device, <laughs> and I have to say it is nice. Zay Jones. Yeah, they said he's been – Sorry, he's been doing that since uh, high school. He's had that same issue. Jesus, I couldn't even imagine getting tackled by like a 300-pound defensive lineman with uh, just shredded labrums, you know, because the device really just prevents you from injuring yourself. It doesn't prevent any external (laughs) force ripping your arm off. Fair. I think you're cut from a different cloth. Yeah, maybe. Uh, We'll stand toe-to-toe and figure that out. I'm going to Zay Jones. He missed practice with an ankle injury on Friday. Jaguars will make a decision later today. So by the time you are listening to this, there's probably updated news on Jones, whether or not he will play Sunday. It's Doug Peterson's reunion as Jacksonville squares off with the Eagles, whom he won the Super Bowl with. A.J. Brown, he is not injured, but he missed practice due to some personal matters. Hope everything's all right with him. Um, but he should be playing this week. Easy start. (laughs) Yeah, without a doubt, the Jacksonville matchup is juicy for him. Justin Herbert was upgraded to a full participant on Thursday for the first time since he sustained his rib injury in week two. Keenan Allen, meanwhile, you know, just as the Chargers get some positive health news, um, we have some lagging news as well. Allen left Thursday's practice early with trainers, Not exactly good news for someone recovering from a hamstring injury. We don't really know what the deal is with Keenan Allen. We haven't heard anything about why he left practice early. Who knows? Maybe the trainers were just working with him off to the side at that point in practice. 
Um, but to me, it's not a good sign, especially two days before kickoff. Yeah, I agree. And this is a Chargers team that just needs every piece they have. Um, we can go to the Bucks now. Brashad Perryman most likely not going to play. Julio Jones is cleared to play on Sunday, but they will be taking a closer look at his knee when they get close to the game. So he may be inactive. Um, I hope that you have another option, um, as you probably do based on where you got him. Um, and Chris Godwin is a game-time decision. He did log a limited practice on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday. Chris Godwin, I want your return to happen. I've been waiting for it. The last three seasons, you've averaged 20 points a game, 17 points a game, and 18 points per game. I want you to be the steal of the draft. Please play. I'm hoping for that too, buddy. He's my flex in my one league. I've been without him to start the season like you have as well. He's a great player. He's a wide receiver too in 2019. That was only three years ago, like you said. Um, so, yeah, we definitely – the game's better with him on the field. I think he will return this week. Um, the Bucks desperately need a win, especially against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they need to make a statement offensively. I feel like there's some urgency to get this team going off um, in their offense. I'm going to go to New York. The Giants, Kadarius Toney with his hamstring and Wandale Robinson knee. Both are unlikely to play Sunday versus the Bears. That's a shame because Sterling Shepard tore his ACL the past week in week three. Who's the wide receiver one? Is it Richie James? Is that the wide receiver one? Yeah, I was going to say, do you think Richie James can vault himself to a high-end wide receiver two spot just based on volume? I am deeply considering starting him over Gabe Davis this week. Um, I would also be considering that, yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, like it, it's something you and I are probably going to talk about quite a bit um, Saturday and Sunday. But, yeah, somebody has to be the wide receiver one. And we all know it's not going to be the highest-paid receiver in the league and Kenny Galladay. It's got to be it's got to be someone else, you know. Yeah, Kenny Galladay. I mean, he, he what was it week 2 he played two snaps and then week 3 he slowly got a little more involved and, and then he he dropped a big uh third down conversion against the Cowboys when they were driving to tie it. He just he's just bad. He just doesn't um, care. He really doesn't no, care, just, you can tell. He plays for the Giants, man. Can't blame him. Um Arizona, A.J. Green out, Hollywood Brown, limited participant Friday, and Rondell Moore is questionable. Um, signs are pointing forward for Rondell Moore. He, It's looking like there is a return in sight, maybe this week, definitely ne- next week. Um, Hollywood Brown, I expect to play. Um, I don't think that it was a big uh, injury that caused him to take limited snaps in practice on Friday. Yeah, I'm not sure what his deal is. It's his foot. So he might have just gotten stepped on or um, pushed off incorrectly one time. I just got official word that Wandale and Kadarius Tony are both officially out. They were uh, assumed to be out, but they're officially out now. Dawson Knox, whom we didn't mention, he's questionable for the Buffalo Bills. That's all the injury news we have up to this point. It's 2.33 right now, so odds are by like 4 p.m. we will know much more. Let's get into our week four winners. We are each going to pick a player from each position. That's going to win your week. If you have them, um, ride them through their victory. I'm going to start with my quarterback. My week four winner is Aaron Rodgers. He plays New England at home. 
a defense that just gave up four passing touchdowns to Lamar Jackson. And there's no place like home for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers returned to Lambeau Field. Um, and then his last 17 games at home, Rodgers has thrown for over 4,500 yards, 45 touchdowns, just three interceptions. And, yes, I've, I've heard the, the refuting comment that, oh, this is going to be a blowout with Mac jo- without Mac Jones. Um, Rodgers is going to be off the field for much of the second half. I'm not promising you 400 yards and four touchdowns. I think what's more realistic is 200 yards and four touchdowns. Um, if He can easily throw for three, four passing touchdowns in the first half and then just let it ease up in the second half. Nonetheless, I expect a big day from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, does this have anything to do with the fact that you just traded for Aaron Rodgers? Or no. Are you, like, speaking this into existence? No, 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 no. This was actually – so I typed out my stardom sit-ems on Tuesday, actually Monday night, uh, and Aaron Rodgers found his place then, and the trade was completed, I believe, Wednesday night. So it is not my personal bias. All right. Um, I'll move on to my quarterback. I'm going to bite the bullet here. I Probably going to be wrong, but I'll go Tom Brady. Um, Mike Evans is back. This is going to be a high-scoring affair against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs play into some play play a way that uh, benefits Tom Brady. They blitz a lot, and Tom Brady has one of the quicker releases in the NFL. Um, I think that he's going to be able to pick apart this porous defense. It's not one of the better pass defenses in the league. I think a big game from Brady is due, and he finally has a piece back in Mike Evans. I think he... he gets out of his slump this week against Kansas City. I do too. Uh, both are veteran quarterbacks that we picked that have had slow starts, and I think the stars are aligning for them to finally perform to what we're so used to. At the running back position, this one was easy for me. I probably stole him from you if I were to guess. Jamal Williams, home against Seattle. Uh, that's a slam dunk pick for me if you're starting him. You feel very confident that you're going to get 20-plus points from him. DeAndre Swift is absent. It's a succulent matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. They're one of the weakest defenses, especially rush defenses. Cordell Patterson just ran for 141 yards off 17 carries. Jamal Williams already has four touchdowns on the year. Uh, no Amon Ra, as you mentioned. I feel like Jay Willie's good for 100-plus scrimmage yards and two touchdowns this weekend. Yeah, I like it. You definitely – I would have went with Jamal Williams if you did not. Um, he's going to have a huge game. Uh, okay, I'll move on to my running back. Damian Pierce and the Houston Texans are going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. I think this is a, shaping up to be an amazing game for Damian Pierce. The Chargers are without Joey Bosa for the time being, and the Chargers are allowing the seventh most points to running backs throughout the start of the season through the first three weeks. I think that we see a heavy dose of Damian Pierce. We saw him sort of have a breakout last week with 18 points. I think that the road only goes forward here for Damian Pierce. There's no way they see this, the performance last week, and then, oh, we're going to use Rex Burkhead. I think I think the transition's happening now earlier than expected, but um, it looks good for Damian Pierce this week. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just look at his game log. Week one, he started with 12 touches. 216 in week two, 222 in week three. And he's just growing more efficient with those touches. I feel like he's really blossoming into the running back that we were all hoping he would be. 
Um, really great player going forward. And yes, I think this weekend, this week's going to be a, a successful one for him. Going back here, Tom Brady pick. You mentioned Mike Evans is back. That was a big reason why Brady was your week winner at the quarterback position. Well, Mike Evans is my week winning wide receiver. He's returning from his one game suspension. He's going to be the wide receiver, de facto wide receiver one. Uh, even with Godwin perhaps returning, the Bucks wide receiver core is still weak. Uh, I don't really expect Julio Jones to suit up. It'll be close, but nonetheless, it's going to be depleted wide receiver core against the Kansas City team. Both teams are going to throw their punches. There's going to be haymakers. I expect Mike Evans and Tom Brady to do what they do and combine for multiple touchdowns and a huge day from Mike Evans. Yeah, I almost think it's a better thing for Mike Evans if Julio's out there on the field too because then it just gives the Chiefs someone else to worry about that does have a history of being able to torch defenses. So I think, yeah, Mike Evans is in line for a big week this week. I love yours. Um, Yeah, so I went with Chris Olave. He was my first pick, and he definitely will be my pick if Jameis Winston suits up. However, I am a little bit concerned if Andy Dalton's the quarterback. I think that Olave's ceiling might be a little bit limited. Um, but if he's still, if Jameis is there, I would expect Olave, Olave to just have a monster week in London. But if Andy Dalton's the quarterback, I'm going to transition my week-winning receiver to Marquise Brown. He is fifth in the NFL in targets through the first three weeks. Um, I would expect Hollywood to continue to be peppered with targets against Carolina, who is one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Um, it's, it's, just looks good for Marquise Brown, especially if Rondale Moore's still out. It's just him and Greg Dortch and uh, Zach Ertz, of course, catching balls from Kyler Murray. So I would expect another big week from Marquise Brown. I would go with either of them. (laughs) Excuse me. At tight end, I got Kyle Pitts playing against Cleveland. He's starting to catch steam this year. If you have him heading into week four, feel very confident. Last week was just a glimpse. He caught five catches for 87 yards Um, he's a matchup nightmare regardless of where he goes so I don't really care whether Cleveland's great at defending the tight end spot or the wide receiver spot because he's neither he's just Kyle Pitts I I think he's we're just getting started with a monster season from him week four is going to be a big one for him yeah we saw um, a bit of a breakout last week after two poor starts to begin the season I agree. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be fine rest of season, and this will be a big week from him as well. Uh, My tight end, Gerald Everett. On the other side of that Houston game, I talked about Damian Pierce. I'm going to go with the Chargers tight end, Gerald Everett. He's had a fantastic start to the season, and in most leagues he was either a very, very late-round pick or a waiver wire ad after week one. And he's just getting yards, and he is used in the red zone as well. He's He's a great piece to have in a very explosive offense, which I do expect to bounce back a little bit this week. Uh, Justin Herbert's healthy. I would expect Everett to see his usual five to seven targets, get 60, 70 yards, and possibly score. I like the sound of that because I have Gerald Everett and Hollywood Brown in my lineup this week. (laughs) So I'm hoping you are right, especially I'm hoping I'm right as well just for um, credibility. But, you know, I, I hope you're especially right here. 
Okay. Um, that's going to be it, guys. Thanks for listening. We will keep you on track. Just make sure you're following us on our socials, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, TikTok as well, just to stay up to date. I'll be posting shit all weekend long. Sunday morning, if you have any questions, lineup advice, start them, sit them, et cetera, so forth, don't be afraid to reach out to us anywhere. Uh, we'll be happy to talk to you. Nick, do you have any last comments? Uh, good luck on Sunday. That's all. Good luck as well. Enjoy your champagne tonight, Nick. We will see you <laughs> next week.